Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, that Chiefs win giving us flashbacks. Is it fair to ask more of the Kansas City offense? And Eli Drinkwitz needs to put down the bottle. Special guests include Andy Reid live at noon. Now two guys who think on second thought, Denver should give Nathaniel Hackett a massive contract extension. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Oh, thank you, Nick. It is a It is a Monday. And it's actually funny you brought up Nathaniel Hackett because until about four or five minutes to go in the first half, there were Bronco fans that were like saying, hey, finally, this might be the game. Finally, that this is going to get him buried. That gets Nathaniel Hackett fired. This kind of performance against the division rival down 27, nothing. And then now Bronco fans are disappointed. They, they lost the game and they played well enough to where Nathaniel Hackett's still employed by the Denver Broncos, at least for another week, at least for another week. By the way, it's not Nathaniel Hackett's fault that the Broncos had lost 13 consecutive <laughs> games to the Chiefs Yeah, before that moment. Yeah, he's only responsible for one of the 14. Yeah, really a really small percentage if you think about it. Nick, you're right. I do think that they should give Nathaniel Hackett even more security. Make it so that that contract is nearly unbreakable. Their problem is most teams would stick it out a second year with him if they were the ownership group. Who had made the hiring, but because they just changed owners, or they're getting ready to change, then right, then we don't get to think about that. They'll want their own guy and their different GM and their own, you know, whatever's been going wrong and different. The problem is you cannot easily solve their problems financially. It doesn't matter who you are. Solving their problems is not easy because they've got so many of them. Of course, coming up around noon, the only place you can hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid right here on 610 Sports Radio. Yesterday just was weird, was it not? I mean, oh, yeah. it's 27 nothing. You're thinking, man, by by third quarter, I'm like, I'm going to be able to go red zone channel. I'm like, man, Chad Henney's going to get in. I'm going to be able to go red zone channel the rest of the day. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, anybody that just loaded up on Chiefs bets was like, oh, man, this is going to be an easy cover. All this, you're, you're, you're thinking, this is going to be fantastic. And then, as we know, one interception one of three swings the game. And then we're talking about it being 27, 13 and nearly three minutes. And all of a sudden 21 unanswered from the Denver Broncos. There was as in the worst offense in the NFL. Yeah. Like it was looking like it was just going to be full of highlights all day long for a while. You have the ridiculous Mahomes throw Willie Gay's making one of the more athletic plays you'll ever see. You're just thinking, Oh my goodness. This is great beat down of the Denver Broncos. And then, as we all know, it certainly was not the case the rest of the way. It was, for a team that won a football game, is about as frustrating as a win against a division rival, too, yeah. that you can have. And, and a win that made it, as you said, 14 straight against the Broncos. You, you couldn't be more frustrated considering how you got to a point to where you had to sweat that game out, to where it was a one-possession game late in that football game. I know that... You've you 
specifically have always done the, hey, you know, win's a win, I'll take it. Move on to the next one. It's about winning out these games. And there is a little bit of truth to that. But that one was so disheartening for how it went down. How did you let Denver snatch themselves right back into the game because of a pair of Mahomes picks? That's really what it comes down to. Mahomes threw two interceptions. Denver scored a touchdown on both of those, and they decided we're in this game now, and we're going to make it a game. And when Patrick Mahomes threw his third pick, and it was only a six-point game, and you're like, oh, my God, we're going to have a proper sweat. I understand that Denver only had the ball in their possession a couple of times, trailing by just one score, right? It was a very limited number. So if you if you put it that way, you're like, okay, well, you won front to back. You never conceded the lead. They were only within one score and had the ball a couple of times. But it's just the level of opponent here matters. I understand that maybe in Dallas they're feeling similarly today yes. because of how they barely oh. skated by the worst team in the NFL and the Houston Texans. And they trailed the whole game. Yeah, yeah and the divisional opponents can certainly be different. But it's just... You had him. You had one of the worst teams in the NFL down on the mat, down for the count. It was 27-0. You were getting ready to roll out some 44-10 victory in which we all just, we were loading up the jokes, man. When it was 27-0, it's, I'm sending out tweets that it's a $107 million dead cap hit for Russell Wilson next year. You're saying, hey, does Chad Henney get into the third quarter? Like, we're all firing off jokes, and it wasn't inappropriate. It was 27 to nothing. So, yeah, it was frustrating to watch Mahomes make a lot of mistakes in that second half and at the end of that first half with the interceptions. And it was frustrating to watch the defense break multiple times over and over again against the league's worst offense. It was a really, it was a tough game confidence wise for, for a, this is the best team in the NFL on its way to a Super Bowl. It didn't feel like that. No, not at all. For for a large majority of this game after 27 nothing. Well, because it also this didn't happen in week 3. You know, it didn't it didn't happen in week 8 of the season. This is something that's happening in mid-December and you're on the home stretch of the season. And we had, we had talked even not related to Denver though about the opportunities opponent-wise that you have left to to maybe get people's the fan bases I guess confidence up and feeling good heading in the postseason. Sure. This obviously even even in a winning effort did the opposite of that. And I can't help but watch that game yesterday and throughout it get flashbacks to how this team was bouncing the playoffs a year ago. Though, you know they didn't have a twenty-seven nothing lead on Cincinnati, but we know they had an eighteen-point lead on Cincinnati in the AFC title game. It it felt very much like. Andy Reid, honestly, much like we said in the title game, got out coached, and that's weird to say because Nathaniel, so much he's obviously so much better of a coach than Thano Hackett. But I thought yesterday they were out coached as a staff against the Denver Broncos, and it was the biggest momentum shift though that I've seen in a Chiefs game since the AFC title game. And so, no other game this year you you saw a shift, and I'm not even just talking about the margin of of points, which duh, no twenty seven nothing to twenty seven twenty one, but just the way the game went. The last time we saw that, a difference in a quarter or a half of football to another half or quarter of football was against Cincinnati in the AFC title game when they were up 18. And in the second half, it was the worst half of Mahomes' career. Uh, this game, Mahomes had the great plays, had some mistakes mixed in with the three picks, and then made another key, key player to down the stretch to make, make sure the Chiefs could win this football game. But you had poor tackling, questionable defensive decision-making, Mahomes' mistakes. I thought the play-calling arrogance... Oh, uh, was back that in effect. Sure. That that was another reason why it was a reminder to me of the AFC title game, uh, because there were opportunities where you felt like, man, they can't stop the run. Be willing to run the football more than you normally would. Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, they didn't have an answer for, and yet you continue to throw the football. So that that's why, the, for me, the, the frustration is high. I understand they won the football game. It's a hard thing to do in the NFL. But it's because it reminds you of the scenarios that could come together, Cody, that could eliminate this football team in the postseason, that could cost them a chance at going to another Super Bowl, going and hosting another AFC title game. In fact, I mean, we, we, we just saw now seeing what the Miami Dolphins are starting to look like a little bit like it. You, you need Buffalo still to slip up, and you you can still not afford to slip up, and you nearly coughed it up against Denver. For a, it's just like some of the Andy, the same Andy Reid stuff comes up. Like I always go back to like that song that Philadelphia fans put out about him and like the clock management. And it's just like I understand some of us just can't change the poor habits. There's a couple of things that we do 
kind of no matter what. We know that we do them, and we still do them. Andy, at one point in that game, had a 42-pass to 15-run call ratio. And I want to remind you that that is a game in which they were leading 27 to nothing. Most of the time, I will tell you, I'd rather Mahomes throw the ball than they run it. But they were running it at six yards a clip. And they were up 27 to nothing. If there is a time to just grind out a win, look, because if that game finished 27 nothing and we go into the half 21, you know, 27 7, and then they end up winning the game 32, you know, like whatever, 33 to 14 or 33 to 21, you'd be like, shouldn't they have won by more? And I'd be like, ah, no, Andy just grinded it out, right? Andy just shut it all down, put on the, but it, for like, for whatever reason, he decided this was the game that he was going to be all gas, no breaks. And you're like, what do you mean? You were up a million on a clearly inferior opponent, and you just kept throwing the football over and over. And it just felt so unnecessary for a large portion of this game. I want to come out because the, mo- the most important thing is that they win this out so that they can get a bye. Sure. If you look at the current playoff standings, the idea of having to go – Chargers, Bengals, Bills, three games in a row is a horrible nightmare. You don't want that. That's too many good teams in a row. So it's like the most important thing is win out, hope Buffalo drops a game, and then you get the one seed. So the win is still obviously vitally important. But did you have to shake our entire, like all the confidence you had built in a single game because of that? Because the turnover part of it, because that's another part of the the Cincinnati game, Gotta stop giving the ball away, man. Against every team. That's what I hate. It's every team. Gold, on Friday, didn't you tell me that one of the good things is is that even though Denver's defense is very good, the one thing they don't do on defense is they don't force turnovers. Well, so much for that. They were, what were we looking up? 26th in the league, I believe it was, something like that, in in turnovers forced. And of course, they got three of them. Now, two of them were fantastic interceptions. Uh, but still, three picks that just cannot happen. The Chiefs have had, it's weird, they, they turned the ball over three times against the Jags, still won that football game. Yeah. Uh, they turned the ball over three times against Denver, still won the football game. Notice the trend between those two teams. They're both not any good. They're both not any good. You can get away with it against Jacksonville. You can get away with it against Denver. This conversation, the frustration here, and the reason why you're like, well, they won and they scored. They're giving we'll, away now and, eight and straight we'll, games. And, and we'll get to the offense in about 15 minutes or so. They did. They scored. They scored in the 30s against one of the best defenses in football. Yeah. There is something to be said for that. We will get to that in a little bit. The reason why you can say the frustration around the game is because we know what the big prize here and, and the big picture is for this football team. It's not just about finding ways to, to, to win 10 or 11 games in a season, and hopefully they're going to get to 13 or 14. But it's about are they in position to go and beat Cincinnati in the playoffs? Are they in position, Cody, to beat a team like Buffalo in the playoffs? And are they playing at a high enough level and correcting some things to be able to do so? And to see it come up on December 11th, in the final stretch games against a bad Denver Broncos team, that, that's why the conversations are happening well, like this. Well, if, because if they simply just in this game don't have a turnover or have one turnover, they win by 20, 25, right? They have one turnover in this game. What do they win by? Three touchdowns? Four touchdowns. Like, if you could have just done the one thing that we all know you keep making the mistake on, if you could just do that one thing, hold on to the football, just do that and nothing else, then you win this game so easily that we're not even having this conversation. Because that's it. It's like, if you're up 27 nothing to one of the worst teams in the NFL, you're not supposed to let them back in that quick. We talked about this going into the different game. Just don't let them feel like they're in the game. And you had them buried. Yeah, the crowd was quiet. They had, nothing. they had nothing going. And then if you carry over through halftime to the start of the third quarter in about a five and a half minute or so stretch, they, they get 21 unanswered. And suddenly that building had some energy and you started to feel pressure. And of course, uh, at that point in time, everything was back on the table. Russell Wilson was played, you know, was playing the best he had in the entire season. That's that's why the frustration is where it's at. It feels where they won, but it doesn't feel it. They won. It does yeah. not feel that way. I know. I mean, we, not alone in feeling the way the Chiefs do this morning as from a fan perspective. You're right. You brought up what Dallas looked like against the Texans, who the Chiefs are going to get this coming week and all that. I'm not saying that that good football teams don't have bad performances. It is just it's very reminiscent, unfortunately, of what got them out of the playoffs a year ago. 
Well, you're just looking for reasons why. Because in Kansas City's case, the only things we're ever looking for is what's going to cost you in the playoffs. Like, and I, and I think about, like, what is your, you know, like we talked about, like, what's your fatal flaw? Turnover is definitively this team's fatal flaw. Like, I saw a stat for the Minnesota Vikings today. There's been 103 teams in NFL history to have 10 wins by the Week 14 mark. Only one, this year's Vikings team, has a negative point differential. And you're like, that's insane. And you're a fraud, and you're never going to go anywhere. The Chiefs have the fourth best point differential in the NFL. That's not their problem. They have a larger margin of victory than just about every other team in the NFL. Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, 47th, 5th. Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, 49ers, the only teams above them. They beat most of the bad teams in their schedule, including this Denver Broncos team. The only bad team they lost to, obviously, was the Colts. They lost to a couple of good teams in tightly contested three-point games. But it's just, why do you run it? Why does Andy, like, can you just, you know what it is? Andy, can you just avoid this game in the playoffs? I can't, I can't have you making these kind of decisions then. Because this was a full-blown, and then, he, you know, like, after the game, I've said this before, and I'll stand by it. Part of Andy's job is to lie, right? It just is. <laughs> His job is not to stand at the podium and, like, bury people. Nobody's going to follow him. That's not the way it's going to work, right? And it, I think some of it is, like, making yourself believe the things you said. But to stand at a podium last night, I'd be like, I thought our defense played tremendous. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I know they got a couple turnovers, Andy. They were against the league's worst offense, and they let up 28 points. So, no. And it just felt like he had a real off game. They called a timeout only to go back to that fullback run with Michael Burton. It's like, Andy, I need you to be on your game, man. The game's close again. I know it looked like you just kind of like, cool, and we can chill now, but it's not. Somehow, Denver's back in this game. And it just, it was, it was just so frustrating. Yeah, it was just, it's a win. It was, I will say that. Like, you got yeah, the win. It's hard to do in Thank the God NFL. you didn't blow it. Yep. Yeah, wins are hard to come by. It's hard to get 10 wins in 13 games. Same thing. They're on pace to be 14-3. Mm-hmm. and three. We would have all signed up for 14-3 before the season, Absolutely. especially considering that the second-hardest schedule coming into the year. Oh, thank goodness it took you 17 minutes, Cody, to admit that the Chiefs won a football game yesterday. <sighs> Man, I, I, if, if I would have just listened to you talk for the first you know half of this segment, I would have thought the Chiefs got killed by the Broncos yesterday. Oh, wow, they won a football game in the NFL? Hmm. So you have no concerns. Win's a win. <laughs> I know that's not how Nick hey, feels. Let that's why ask, it's great. Hey, actually, let me ask you guys. Let me ask feels. you guys a simple question: Did they? Was there a new rule implementation this year that I wasn't aware of, where they started handing out style points in the NFL? Is that a new thing? And if so, where did the Chiefs rank? Thing, if you're, here's the thing: If you're gonna before the game and made the argument, which I think we all acknowledge, and when we gave our predictions, which was, hey, there's a, this can be closer than people realize. Okay. The difference is, Cody, Nick. We did say that, were, didn't uh, we, we? That we, it was no, going to be we, ugly. We, we, we did, but guess what? I, it wasn't ugly in the way was, I wanted it, it to be, Nick. We <laughs> said that this. Like, we, none of us picked the Chiefs to cover, if that's what you're asking. Like, none of us picked the Chiefs to cover the nine and a half point spread or anything like that. We said, hey, this is going to be close because it's a divisional game. And right, it ended up being that. The difference is, you're up 27 nothing. This game had no business being close. If this was just. A low scoring Cody and it's it's ten to three at halftime and it ends up being seventeen ten and they win and it's just whatever. We probably are having a different feeling around this because you at least held their offense down yeah. to the where they had been. You're up twenty seven nothing and so That's when it. you win closely in a twenty seven nothing victory, yeah, it's different than but oh, it's just a divisional game and you won close. There's there's a difference. Isn't going up twenty seven nothing in a court in a, in a quarter and a half right? You went up twenty seven nothing. It was 27 was it, nothing with three quick, minutes to go. Isn't that just as unlikely as then blowing a said 27-point lead? Did you think it was impressive no. that when the Falcons were up 28 to – when the uh, – when Were the Texans three, were up 28 that nothing? that was impressive. What were the Texans It's a good start. 28-3, they were impressive, though, in their Super Bowl-losing effort to the Patriots. But gold, but gold, that's why you play through the whistle, not to the whistle. Mm. And I think a lot of people forget that. You've Could got you to play through you had the whistle. The, you can't let your foot off the pedal. Tough day to have bet the Chiefs in the nine points – Get up twenty-seven, nothing. Be like, easy going, baby. Oh yeah, we you got already, this in the bag. Only to, to lose that bet. You're, you're already like, heading mm. to the to the window to cash your ticket, thinking, oh, this is when can I? Can this game just end so I can? No. The Chiefs, like me, you know, like you, they play their best when their backs against the wall. When you're up against a deadline, you've got no other choice but to just get the job done, right? It's like every time Lindsay comes in town, you think I'm cleaning two? You think I clean my apartment three days before she shows up? No. I'm up till 1 a.m. the night before making sure it's clean because I can't do good work unless my back's against the wall. Chiefs are the same way. You give them a 27-point lead, now all of a sudden they can take the the foot off. You're not wrong, but in the postseason, it's much harder. Much, much harder, Nick. I thought we just said somebody did it in the Super Bowl. Okay, that's one time. But they did it. 
I didn't say it was impossible. I said it was harder. Okay. Well, the also, Chiefs, the Chiefs accomplished six, the key. The Chiefs accomplish difficult tasks on a regular basis, Cody. They so do. they also only have six fourth quarter points in the last like three games combined. I don't love that. I would like how maybe many points more did they score points? yesterday? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. And, and what were the Broncos ranked in terms of points allowed heading into the game? Second. Oh, okay. So they scored thirty-four points against the second-ranked defense in the NFL. Is that right? Correct. And you said they should have done more. Just so you know, they've now okay. faced four yeah. of the top five in defenses in the minutes. NFL and have scored against all of them. Yeah, we're, so. we're going to talk about this offense in 10 minutes. Also, so I just want to know, how big is Nick's apartment where you're staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning to clean your apartment? It's very small, but I'm very messy. Okay. It's about uh, it's only about 600 and uh, I think it's like 630. So Sam, how do you stay up till 1 a.m. to clean? It doesn't take that Maybe long. Maybe he gets like the baseball. I'm on my hands and knees. I'm on my hands and knees. I got the big rubber gloves on, and I'm scrubbing the tower, sh- the shower tile. Got to get all that grout out, or whatever that's called. Well, you don't want to get the grout no, out. That's the keeping grout. the water. No, from... I take the grout out. Actually, that's how hard. That's I sh- bad. That's how hard I scrub, Cody. That's that's not good. It's worse for your shower. I don't care. The things we do for love. I was waiting for Cody how to tell us is... that he once redid his own bathroom. I did do that. No. But <laughs> not important. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I didn't say it. You did. What am I supposed to deny it? No, just I was just waiting. I was waiting for you. I wasn't going to say uh, it. It's the smugness with which you <laughs> confirmed it. I did. I did. As a matter that. of fact, as a matter of That's fact. That's accurate. Just that one time, though, you know. But no, today today could have been a full-on. I thought we were going to have a party. In-your-face your party about all the crazy highlight plays, including another one that's going to go down forever in Mahomes' Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame video when he's in Canton. Mahomes being pressured, moves to his right. They're coming from behind him. Now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium! It was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown! They were all over him! And he just slings it under his hip to McKinnon for a 56-yard touchdown. Mitch Holt is on the call on the Chiefs radio network. He's laughing in the middle of the call because it's such a ridiculous play. That's pretty accurate. Right? Such a ridiculous play that Patrick Mahomes made. How many basketball touchdowns does Patrick Mahomes have? You know what I mean? Like, we we, we saw that one. Just like a LeBron assist? Yeah. We obviously know the the one against the Bucs to Clyde. Like it's kind of ridiculous. I can't get the over Aaron Jordan touchdown last week. Like it, it's ridiculous how many basketball type touchdowns he's had in one season. Some of these are plays that one most people don't ever make. He's made three of them this year alone. I know we've been a bit of a downer, but I mean this this is the type of throw uh, best described as in he made a completion that I've never seen anyone attempt. I've never seen anyone try that throw, right? It defies logic, that throw. Who would have even thought to do it, you might ask, Alex, right? In that moment, what even occurred to you to pass it? He throws it like he's throwing it in front of his own face completely sideways. It is a completely unnatural way to throw a football. And he hit him in stride, by the way. I like that McKinnon just kept running, hit him in stride, then goes for the touchdown instead. It was, and... Because they won, we don't have to talk about how it got ruined by, like, the Cincinnati Air Mahomes one. Now, look, we're still going to remember those plays because they're great individual efforts in those moments. But this is truly what makes him special. The problem, like, the picks yesterday were not the, he's just trying to do special things. It was just he made some bad throws. The reason why you can, you'd mentioned, hey, through three picks against Jacksonville, they won. Through three picks against Denver, they won. The reason why they can still win those games most quarterbacks are incapable. Three turnovers, of, just yeah. three turnovers in those yeah. games. Yeah. The the reason why the Chiefs are capable of winning those games more than any other team in NFL history, by the way, when they lose the turnover differential by a mile, turn it over a bunch of times, is because of that. Those plays. That was third and two. He throws that incomplete, Alex. It is fourth down, and they punt. And maybe they only get to twenty points, and then Denver gets back in the game. Who knows? But it doesn't matter because he completed it. It. I. I think it's his best play this year. I think it's better than the Clyde one. I think it's better than the air ball. The, the still photo that the Chiefs sent out from their staff photographer uh, is abs- just just laughable, really. You, all you can do is laugh when you watch the replay as well of that touchdown to Jarek McKinnon, who, by the way, had an incredible game. Jarek McKinnon was awesome. Flat out, both running backs were, but Jarek McKinnon was flat out awesome yesterday for Kansas City. And that 
was the highlight play of all. I mean, I think that's what's interesting. Mahomes gets all the credit on that play, understandably so. But like for McKinnon, also to not just he think, broke away uh, for McKinnon, not to just think, oh, this play is over or he's running it for him to. W- this is what we hear all the time about from Kelsey McKinnon, MVS, Juju, whoever that like the play truly is never dead with Patrick Mahomes. And so that's just something that they have to adjust to. But I give McKinnon credit on that play as well. Between that and the left-handed pass, boy, he really likes to stick it to Denver in fashionable style, doesn't he? In particular, them. It's kind. Of, he's like it's like Aaron Rodgers of Chicago. Like I own you. I've been in the league for five years, and you've never beaten me. And I do stupid stuff like this. It's insulting. Yeah, like what um, he does to them is insulting to them. He's one road divisional game left against the Raiders from continuing his unbeaten streak in road divisional games. He just has to beat the Raiders in Las Vegas in week 18, and he'll be able to carry that over to another football season. Up next, though, a fair question, I think, for this Chiefs offense of what their expectations have to be the rest of the way. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, just getting started on a Monday. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Short with you. We'll get to Nick's notable notes in about 15 minutes or so. And also a reminder, coming up at noon today, you'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. The only place you can hear from Andy Reid is 610 Sports Radio on a Monday, your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs. So we were just talking about the defense and also the highlight play at the end there from from Patrick Mahomes and that was certainly part of the good. And Nick was talking about the, the offense a little bit. 34 points against Denver. That's the most they've given up this season. I understand seven of those came from the Chiefs defense, but still. That's not that's how we not count how points, points per, per game at the end of the year. Yeah. For, so whenever we look at this positive or negative, it all gets wrapped in one. Whether you give up a special teams touchdown, it still goes against as far as how, how sure. it goes out for points per game. But that, that was the most Denver has given up this season. Uh, Willie Gay, of course, made an unbelievable athletic play. And Denver, their defense only typically gives up about 4.8 yards per play. That's the second best in the NFL. We know that was not the case yesterday. The Chiefs had 352 yards through the air. So I guess my, my, my point here is if your frustration level with the offense is, is high out of yesterday, are you asking them to be perfect? Because we know they can't turn the ball over as much as they have. That, that has to change. We, we highlighted that against the Jags against the Broncos now, they can't have multiple turnovers against Cincinnati or against the Buffalo Bills or maybe the Miami Dolphins or the Ravens, whoever you think they're going to see 
in the postseason. But are we at the point now because of the defensive issues that do they have to play perfect football? Because it seems like if we're critical of the offense after yesterday, other than Mahomes is obviously three picks, which just can't happen. Then we're asking them to be perfect. I think we've been completely unfair um, because now, now again, they've, they've faced a, a current top five scoring defense in the NFL four times this season, and they will get a fifth crack at it when they face Denver again here in a few weeks. They're averaging 34 points a game against those teams. 34 and a half. Depends on which way you want to round. Could be 35 if you're feeling generous. 35. 35 points a game against the top defense in the NFL. They've scored 40 twice, 30 twice, and 20 once. So I just want you to put those numbers in perspective and understand that the Chiefs' offense is so prolific that they can literally score against anyone. That should be partially your takeaway here. Because honestly, if Mahomes didn't have a turnover problem in this game, they might have scored 50 against the number one defense. And on Thursday and Friday, we were having what I thought were reasonable conversations about Will they be able to move the ball against Denver? Denver is a good rush and pass defense. They are, they were great at yards after catch defense, which is one of the things that the Chiefs are great at that keeps them in there. There were plenty of reasons to think the Denver defense would give the Chiefs offense problems. And truthfully, other than the turnovers, they moved through them with ease. Yeah, so the, the Broncos had only given up nine passing touchdowns all year heading into yesterday. Mahomes had three passing touchdowns. They've not given up a single 300-yard you know? passer. Mahomes had 280 by the time it was midway through the third quarter. Yeah, best team in, in red zone defense, and the Chiefs got two red zone touchdowns against them. So that They went field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown in the first four drives against the number one defense they were well the on Again, they were well on their way to blowing out the Denver Broncos. And then, we, as we discussed, there was a five-minute stretch there where Denver scored 21 unanswered and two of the picks – in fairness, by the offense, the two of the picks set up short fields, and we know the, the Broncos have not been able to I drive guess. down the field for long, sustained drives, and you gave them a short field, which certainly did not help the, the defense. Uh, but this this offense, I, I'm not worried about the offense, I guess, if that's what you're asking. Uh, Mahomes can't make those mistakes, but I do agree with one thing that Andy said, at least, after the game, and that is the notion that like I don't suddenly think Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing multiple picks a game uh, the rest of the way or anything like that. Um, I think, again, some of the play calling, you get a little arrogant with how you call it, man. This offense was rolling against the Broncos' defense for 90% of this game. Here's what I think is happening. It's that we can all watch the game, and we understand that when we watch the game, that they're leaving points on the board. Like, you could be scoring way more. Why aren't you scoring more? You're like, look at all these points you left on the board. It, it feels like you should be scoring way more. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes leads in Total touchdowns, touchdown percentage, yards, first down efficiency, efficiency per play, per drop back. Like, it doesn't matter, man. He leads, they lead in over in almost every singer, single major statistical category in offense. So if I'm asking them to be better than that, I'm asking them to be historically great. And I think that that's an awful lot to put on any team. Historically great. I'm asking them to be 2018 again. Why don't you just score 35 <laughs> points a game and be the most dominant offense or one of the most dominant offenses of all time? And honestly, after they lost one of the single biggest offensive threats in the NFL, I don't know that that's a reasonable request. I understand that. It, here's, I think I feel, weirdly, I feel better. Because to me, if they do ever just throw in one of those perfect offensive games, great. They're going to score 50. Because if they do, don't leave any points on the board for a game, they can score whatever they want. They are that level at their best. Yeah, but yeah again, they I, make I, mistakes. I, the, the turnovers are a concern. There's, there's no doubt. I think the, the Mahomes interceptions aren't as concerning in a weird way as the fumbles are, and when those happen, because I, I just don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to suddenly be interception prone. Uh, I don't think just because he's up to eleven this year. So I, well, when you just threw three in one game, it'll, yeah. it'll that'll bump <laughs> that, that'll bump the total up. When the guy had the guy had eight, uh, that all of a sudden he he throws three in one game. So I, I'm not concerned about him per se. The turnovers in general are problematic uh, for the entire offensive, you know, for the entire offensive unit. Um, I think we also have to at least acknowledge slightly. No Tony, no McCall Hardman. What does it look like if they get the full complement? How much does that also help with some of the, the decision-making as well? But I, 
this goes back to still what you're asking them to be because of where this defense is at. You know, I mean, that's if, if this defense against a terrible offense like the Denver Broncos gave up, you know, you had 21 unanswered, second and 34 eventually leads to a touchdown drive. Ugh. Um, th- those are the kind of reoccurring concerns, right? We know this team is still getting sacks. I mean, they had six yesterday. They, they, this team is to towards the, the top. Yeah, they're the top five now in terms of sacks. Uh, they're making, you know, at times athletic plays from from Willie Gay. They, they they've got some guys that can do that, but man, what what continues to be consistent about this defense? Uh, in particular, we know the the advantage that they have on one end with Spags is that he's going to be ultra aggressive and he's going to blitz and it's going to lead to pressure, and that's what's also made them effective at times. But on the flip side, there there's not the willingness on a second and thirty four, for example, to realize or on that screen pass where the Broncos just had it called perfectly. Yeah, they did. Um, and you, look, you give that one, I guess you tip your cap to, to the Broncos on that particular play. But the adjustment of recognizing who you're going up against and the quarterback you're facing in that offense and what they're not capable of or capable of and acknowledging that maybe you don't have to be as aggressive in terms of blitzing in that particular matchup. Now, that's Spags' MO, though. I think that, that is just who he sure. is. And Although that's I thought that was adjust. an Andy Reid blunder, too. You should have just taken third and 23. Oh, the holding call? Screw accepting that penalty. Yeah, that was It was going to be third and 23 or 24. There was no reason to accept it. They're obsessed about getting people out of field goal range. I'm like, you're up by a bunch. Who cares about field goal range? Just who cares if they kick a field goal? They're going to, we always say like kicking field goals against you loses. Take third and 23. That was the moment. I spent the entire game because I have been, Pretty optimistic about the defense a majority of the year. I'm like, they're going to get better. They're showing signs of improvement. I see some things I like. That was easily the most confidence gut punch from the defensive confidence perspective I've had all year. Oh, because and, of the opponent? Absolutely. And I was holding on to some like, okay, I can explain some of this away. Right up into that second and 34. When it was second and 34, I'm like, oh my God, if you let them get a first down, if they score a touchdown here, then this officially goes from there were some bad moments in the game to you played awful, and this is your worst defensive effort of the entire season because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. This is the worst game you played on defense all year. Your rookie corners looked like rookie corners. You let up huge chunk yardage to the worst offense in the NFL. You could not get off the field on third and long multiple times. Like, I know you had the sacks. It was like the only redeeming thing. For the defensive performance in this game. You missed tackles. You committed penalties. Whatever. We we saw the tweet from Frank Clark after the game on his own Twitter account. And then if you didn't catch, he he also spoke with Kling in the locker room after the game. But Frank Clark sent out a tweet. Quote, terrible freaking game. We will get better as a collective with late games in the season. It's imperative that we operate on the same page as one. And I, I caught some of what Kling was saying. This morning, because Kling, of course, was on the sideline there in Denver, and he said that there was a little bit more uh, frustration and, and, and anger from the defense than he had seen before in terms of with, within each other, within the group on the sidelines in that game. Maybe not everybody on the maybe not everybody on the same page. How could that, be? That's something that has to absolutely get cleaned up. Otherwise, you're going to have the finger pointing going on, and, and whether it's you're not agreeing with where the coaching scheme is at on particular plays, whether or not guys are in the wrong spot, whatever it may be. There was certainly yesterday a complete failure on on the defensive side. It wasn't just, to me, it wasn't just spags in the scheme. It was certainly some of that, but it was also missed tackles all over the place again. And so both, when, when both happen in one game, you get that kind of defensive performance where both are not meshing together and plays are so, also are not getting made. Then you end up with a performance yeah. like that, even against Russell Wilson and a Broncos Offensive Jerry Judy who hadn't done anything like that in not just the seat. Like when's the last time he Jerry Davis Judy? Like, yeah, when did Jer- when's the last Three time Jerry sounds? Judy had anything like that? A college? Probably at Alabama? Probably. But that's it. Your rookie corners look like rookies. Although I still don't think that Trent McDuffie pass interference was pass interference. Um, but that's not super important. I guess if you're like bright siding it, the six sacks are cool. And Karloftis got another, and Willie Gay made a crazy athletic play, and Juan Thornhill got one. And I mean, those things are are good, but I mean, it's just it's a lot like what we said in the first topic, which is it's hard to take the silver lining when it's that offense. Because you'd be like, well, they were going to figure it out eventually. I'm like, well, they hadn't. This was the most points they had scored in a single game this year. They'd only scored in the 20s twice. 
And some of that is because Mahomes threw picks, gave him short yardage and all those things. So they were being tested in a way that I thought was, they were put more to a test than that. But you know what? You know what I actually, I thought of you when I was thinking about like. Thought of me? Well, when we were going to like, I thought, I thought maybe you would come in. How and, often do you think of me, Cody? I thought maybe you would come in here and defend, defend the defense a little bit. Because typically you have been a little more in defense of them over the last three years of doing this show than I have certainly been. And I feel like it has been their Achilles heel at time. But I thought, because I thought you were going to come in here and defend them a little bit more, so it's good that you're on the other side. Because my initial thought was, you can't both tell me that it's, I'm not going to fear this vaunted Broncos defense if they just gave up 23 to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And then I thought the same thing, like, how serious can we take a defense that just gave up 28 to the Denver Broncos? And that's the problem. That's where they shook me a little bit. Where I will now be less confident going into the postseason yeah. about this defense than at any other point this year because of that performance against Denver. I would like to think we've done the show together for three years. I, I would like to think you know me better than that. I I tend to kind of tell it how I think it actually is, and I don't. I usually don't just BS and say stuff that I don't believe. So I'm telling you what I what I believe today. Now, no, but I you also tend to be a little more like, glass half full. Yeah, I'm, I'm more optimistic. I and as we've talked, I think sometimes you're more on the negative side. I mean, that's just where, where we're at and where we operate. Um, I I would say. If you're asking me to completely trash Spags and say it was all his fault, I'm definitely not doing that because I think, as I mentioned, I think scheme was an issue yesterday, but I also think plays were simply not made. I think it was a complete failure from the entire defensive unit. Well, we talked about that in the Bengals game. I mean, there was an issue of Spags had them in the right place at times. The players themselves did not make the play. This game, though, it was scheme way more than the Bengals game. It was both. Uh, And then there was obviously plays that that just simply weren't, weren't made. It was their worst performance of the season. We agree on that, at yeah. least. How, well, how could it not be? The short fields don't help, but how could it not be? I mean, they gave up 31 to the Bucks' offense. It isn't very good. They just got shut out pretty much by the 49ers yesterday, right? That final score ended up shut out? I turned it off. Uh, no, the, the 35-7. Well, okay. 35-7. Good for them. Good for Tom for getting that late touchdown. He did. The get, third quarter or whatever. He did. He did get that. Uh, let's get to Nick's notable notes. Gotta write something down. Nick's notable notes. Alright, guys, first things first, it is the moment everybody has been waiting for. It is time for me to finally officially oh, unveil wow. my Heisman ballot live on these radio airwaves. As it's already we know, over. Do you care anymore? It's already Caleb over. Williams, yeah, Caleb Williams quarterback from USC yeah. was the Heisman winner, the third quarterback from Southern California to win the award, joining Matt Leinard and Carson Palmer. He was also the man whom I voted for. He was first on my ballot. Max Duggan Such was second. Sheep. And third was Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. So that was my ballot. Oh, he didn't even play the whole year. That's embarrassing for no, you. No, he didn't, but he was better than everybody except for the two guys that I mentioned. You know, it's not just about statistics. It's about the moments. And I think Hendon Hooker maybe had the two greatest moments of the college football season. Well, it's not about the statistics. Then maybe you should have voted Stetson Bennett because the statistics. Well, take. he had no, he had nor the <laughs> moments nor the statistics. So, uh, no, Caleb Williams absolutely there was no should way. have won. No issue with how the Heisman went. Yeah, I right. agree with, and I agree honestly with one, two, three. No problem with it. Wow. I was expecting you to throw some spears at me today. I was giving you sarcastic pushback. No, I've not, been, I've no, been not, preparing not, for this. No, no, not your. I said the final results. So I'm talking. About, I have no issue with one, two, three. Oh, so you do result. have an issue with me. But your ballot, again, as I said, it doesn't really matter. It's, we already know the results. The ballot doesn't matter I'm anymore. offended by but Stephen ballot, Bennett getting the third vote. Who's on your watch list for next year? We already the, know the results. So that, but, but the results are think, determined well, by ballots. Right, but like it is funny. Do to you not know like, how voting we, works? There's a thousand people. <laughs> there's a thousand people that vote on the Heisman. 800. Uh, it's, more, it's a little over 800, I think, now. It, it varies. Okay. But there's 8 billion people on the planet, so it's a pretty exclusive so company. I don't w- once we already know the results, I don't I don't care what anybody voted for. I already know the results. I don't care what you voted for in your ballot anymore. We already know the results. Is do you feel this way politically as well? Like you don't care who people vote for? I don't, as I don't long go as you know who the president ask, is? I don't go and ask you who you voted for. You could. I would tell but you. I I don't I didn't ask though. But I would tell you if you asked. And vote, that's what leads to elections and people winning awards is I the voting process. To, I think they need to completely overhaul the Eisman voting process. What would you do to fix I it? I think they need to overhaul it entirely. I think there needs to be fewer than 800 voters, number Why? one. I also so think many that, people don't watch the games, though. I agree with it. I almost sent you a tweet from Stuart Mandel. He basically said he's learned more and more people that vote are just casual football fans. You can tell the people that really cover the sport. I could not agree more. One of the so watchdogs. There's I so think, many watchdogs I, in I college think, football. I love it. 
So I think it should be less than 800 voters. I think they should really dive deeper into the criteria of who's allowed to vote or not. I think they need to take a deep dive, make right. sure people should well, really be out, voting. Let's trim some fat. I you know how I know that? I think they need to trim some fat down. I also think that they need to make sure nobody can vote until after conference championship weekend. It's absolutely absurd. It makes no sense I whatsoever. Agree. I personally think that you should lose your vote if you voted Stetson Bitten. <laughs> I agree with that as well. He is on the best and most talented team in the country and could only muster up yeah. 3,400 yards and 20 touchdowns, which ranked 42nd. You know and co- then he so showed out. up and then he showed up to the Heisman ceremony looking like a kid taking his high school senior pictures, wearing the Georgia letter jacket and everything, 17-year-old haircut. Uh, I do love that, by the way, you mentioned Stuart Mandel. I, I do love basically any college football writer that writes for The Athletic acting like they are the arbiters of truth. In the sport, they are the only people who watch football, and therefore, if you didn't have their ballot, it's because you're not watching the games. Listen, I have my ballot. I don't really care if anybody voted for Stetson Bennett or C.J. Stroud or even John Robinson. I don't care. Voted for Bennett. You've been very upset about it. Vote for whoever you want. Just because somebody doesn't agree with your ballot doesn't mean that they don't know anything about football or that there can only be one proper ballot. There's a lot of players. In college football, fact, therefore, that is a fact. There are a lot of therefore, players. I'm okay with anyone voting for you know what, vote for whoever, literally, <laughs> whoever you want. Speaking of college athletics, guys, uh, I didn't watch many, I didn't watch much college <laughs> sports this weekend because there were no competitive games to watch. I will say There's this only one game, so, this is, a, Navy, so this is a notable note. I will say this I, I was actually able to get a lot of household chores done on Saturday evening. I was able to clean my apartment. I did some laundry. I, I, I actually completely cleaned out, out the, the fridge. Country? No, I, I cleaned out the fridge. I had all this time on my hands, and I have the Missouri Tigers and Dennis Gates to thank for that, for that god-awful approach they took to the game. I cannot believe that Missouri, Missouri, went into that game on Saturday thinking that the, the, the strategy was to run against a team with, uh, let me see here, a future lottery pick, an All-American, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and a Hall of Famer on the sidelines. You thought you were going to out-athletic Kansas? That was embarrassing. I'm angry that I even got excited for that game. (laughs) That was an atrocity. It was a delicious reupholstering of the border war. That was shockingly bad. We're going to talk more about it in about 15, 20 minutes or so. You guys were giving me a hard time on Friday for not being psyched up for the game a little bit. Did you enjoy it? You I were definitely right. enjoyed it. You were right. What did I say? I said, by the time it gets to tip off, I'll be excited. And of course, I watched the whole thing. But I was like, what? what? I just don't feel any buzz. And then what did you, and honestly, in fairness, what did you tell me? You said, you think that's just a Kansas season. Missouri fans, they're all hyped. Why were they hyped, Cody? Because they thought, thought they, they had a win. chance to win. They actually believed it. I Somebody owes me money. I don't know who, but somebody <laughs> owes me money. I was told this would be a competitive game. I was told Missouri was improved this year. You were lied to. Man. I was told that there was a there, that the gap had narrowed between these two programs. Well, how much did they lose by last year? Actually, it was more than this year, so I so guess there, there is go. improvement. Actually, look at it differently. Uh, you know, Missouri, I don't know if Missouri is a NCAA tournament team. I think they're about to get tested big time over the next couple of weeks. I've got some more thoughts, but we, I, want, I do want to save that for about 15 minutes from now. More, more thoughts on when we have some more. Those time are just my notes. Those yeah, are just I, my I, notes. I appreciate that. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with the last part of your notes. Are you guys going to go downstairs and get cookies from the <laughs> company? <laughs> 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 Why did you say it like a little kid? I thought it was perfect timing to do it that cookies. way. Are you going to go get some, Nick? Not anymore. Why? Because I said you're the that one who just, always says stuff like the weirdest. I don't baby talk, though. Oh, yes, whoa. you do. Yeah, you do, man. That's a lie. I don't, don't make voices. I don't make voices you'll, like that. All the you'll time. Talk, you'll talk about like your tummy and stuff. And no, it's I, I, no, I you'll don't. Say tum- you'll say tummy. I say stuff, tummy in a like normal you. voice. I don't no, say don't. cookies. Yes, when you I'm do. I'm going to get some cookies. <laughs> yes, you do. You absolutely do. I'm uncomfortable. You just made me really uncomfortable. Let's make this the most uncomfortable final minute. Why did you? Why? I didn't know if you guys were to go because you didn't participate. You guys are company men. You guys hate your coworkers. What are you talking about? You are the only person at this station, I think, that brought in cookies. We can't be sure of that. Bob and Josh didn't. B Dub didn't. Okay, well, they're still Carrington and Rob. Uh Yeah, they're still Carrington and Rob. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. Yeah, no kidding. You know what? Our our lovely company has provided. (laughs) 12 days of Christmas. They provided events. You have participated in exactly zero of those events so far. None. 
None. Uh, BS. Zero. Uh, I, dec- I helped decorate our trip. Uh, Gold and I went to Chicken and Pickle a couple of weeks ago for a company event that you were not that present at. That wasn't associated with this. As a company event. It was That's a company what, event. This is whataboutism, as a matter oh, of fact. Oh, and I won't hear about it. <laughs> no, we, no, you said that we don't participate, and then we came at you with facts that we do, in fact, participate. Either way, why do you want the you? Are you going down to get cookies? You, or you sound no, like you're craving them. No, I might go down. Okay, go get them. Go for it. No, because all you do, Cody, is glad hand. <laughs> all you do is show up to company events and you walk around under the guise of networking and you shake hands and you say like, "Hey guys, remember me from that Creed music video?" And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, do. it's the it's the dancing singing man." You are the monkey that bashes cymbals together for everybody downstairs. And and Alex and I are more focused on doing our job than trying Mm. to curry favor with salespeople or corporate executives. Sorry. I think it's nice to be a part of a team, be a team team player. What about this team? What about this team right here? Cody, the Cody and Gold team. team. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know exactly where your priorities lie, but I don't like this attitude ever since you got that six-figure salary. (laughs) You're a changed man. You really are. It's only been At least you're not year. stealing bags from company events anymore like you did last holiday. Well, well, he doesn't need to front. anymore. That's that was before saying. the contract. That was the one thing that right got before. resolved. Got that resolved. All right, coming up next, we will get to that border war beatdown and why yesterday just feels kind of ugh after a win for the Chiefs. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.